1: Now, no doubt Paul could deliver a very persuasive and eloquent sermon. But Paul said that he intentionally preached a simple gospel message. You see, the real real question is not how well the preacher delivered the message, but was the gospel of the cross of
0: Jesus Christ preached, and was the Holy Spirit present? Keeping the main thing, the main thing. Hi there. Welcome to today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Layton Sheely. We have recently begun a series through the book of 1 Corinthians. The Apostle Paul goes right to work talking about some of the issues that needed to be addressed at this church, and quite frankly, most in the United States as well. Let's catch up with Pastor Leighton, shall we, for today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse in 1 Corinthians. Now, Paul continues in verse 11. He says, My brother, some from
1: Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another says, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. And still another, I follow Christ. Now, let me say that it is natural for each of us to have our own personal preferences. Uh, Some of us may have, uh, probably all of us have, a favorite team, favorite dessert, favorite singer, favorite restaurant. And a favorite preacher. It's human nature to have preferences. Having preferences is not wrong. But what made this wrong was that believers had become divisive in their allegiances. It wasn't that they were saying, well, I really like this one. It was, you know, my favorite is better than your favorite. My preacher can preach circles around your preacher. Now, Paul mentions four divisions that are centered around great leaders in the church, and each of them is worthy of respect. It's Apollos and Paul and Cephas, that would be the apostle Peter, and Jesus. Now, we don't talk much about Apollos, but Apollos was the pastor who followed Paul at the church in Corinth. In fact, you'll read about that in Acts chapters 17 and 18, thereabouts. And so, Apollos was the pastor who followed Paul at Corinth, and We know that Paul was no slouch at preaching, right? I mean, but evidently, according to church history and tradition, Apollos was an exceptionally, exceptionally gifted and eloquent preacher. Exceptionally. In fact, some have suggested it was he who wrote the book of Hebrews, because we really don't don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. But he is reputed to have been an exceptionally gifted and eloquent preacher. Now, people have an attraction to eloquent words. You know, it's remarkable to listen to conversations of Christians across America as they leave their churches on Sunday morning. In many cases they're not discussing the substance of the sermon, but they're discussing the style. You know, hey, did the preacher really, you know, hit a home run today? Uh, knocked the ball out of the uh, the field? Uh, weren't those powerful illustrations? Um, did the uh, pastor uh, pronounce all of those polysyllabic words correctly? Uh, you know, it's remarkable how fixated... American Christians can become evaluating style to the exclusion of appreciating substance. I was in Bible school and in chapel one day, a speaker made a statement that I have never forgotten. This is what they said They said, American Christians know how to evaluate, but they don't know how to value. American Christians know how to evaluate but they don't know how to value. Now, God is not impressed by eloquence, nor does he try to impress us with his eloquence. The gospel of Christ was designed by God to be so simple that even a child can understand it. And when people become so focused on evaluating eloquence, they can completely miss the power of the simplicity of the gospel message In fact, that's what Paul mentions in verse 17. He says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Now, no doubt Paul could deliver a very persuasive and eloquent sermon. But Paul said that he intentionally preached a simple gospel message. You see, the real real question is not how well the preacher delivered the message, but was the gospel of the cross of Jesus Christ preached, and was the Holy Spirit present? Was the Word of God preached? You see, when the Word of God is preached, there is value in every sermon, regardless of who the preacher may be or how eloquent the presentation How do we know this? Because the Bible says, My word will not return void. It will not return valueless. And so, when the word of God is presented, and somebody walks out and says, That was a waste of time, it wasn't that the sermon had no value. It's probably that that person had a spiritual digestion problem and couldn't receive the Word of God that morning. You know, there have been times when our pastors and preachers have had people come up to them from the congregation. And they say, Pastor, I'm just so thankful for the, for the message you gave us this morning. Like, Thank you very much. And, you know, that just ministered to me. I just needed to hear that message. So much. I'm just glad I could minister to you. And then they go on to describe a sermon that never was delivered. It's not in the nose, wasn't it? And it's like the Holy Spirit was there, and that person was coming, and they were, they, were, they were seeking a word from the Lord, and they were asking the Holy Spirit to minister to them. And the preacher was preaching a different message, and the Holy Spirit just said, Just let me take care of this. I want to preach to that one right there with this message. It completely bypassed the preacher. It's important for pastors and preachers to be encouraged. I, I'm always encouraged when someone comes up to me and says, Pastor, I really enjoyed your preaching. Uh, your, your sermon really ministered to me. Those are encouraging words. Those are uplifting words. They're always good. I, I had somebody recently uh, come up to me and say, Congratulations, Pastor. Your preaching is getting better. <laughs> well, thank you, I think. Uh, you know, they're encouraging words, they're uplifting words, and, and that's always good. But comparing with and devaluing one uh, preacher or leader is never good. You know, we should never at Highlands hear, you know, things like, uh, like our worship leaders, you know. So we should never hear something like, well, I am of worship leader, Leighton. And somebody else say, well, I am of worship leader, Jeff. Or, I'm of the elder, Pastor Sheely. You know, the one with great wisdom. <laughs> That's, that kind of stuff should not take place around church. you know. And uh, for our teachers, we should never hear something like, Well, I am of Highlands. And somebody else say, Well, I am of Alma Heights shouldn't take place. We all have our personal preferences, but they should never be allowed to become divisive. The regular preaching of the gospel on a regular basis contributes to a unity in the local church. If Jesus said if he's lifted up, people are going to be drawn to him, and they are. And Jesus is the center point. And so it's interesting that Paul would identify a fourth team that rallied around the name of Jesus. And you say, well, that means this group, they got the right answer, right? Because it's all about Jesus. So then, why are they listed in the problem groups? And the reason that this group is listed in the problem groups is because they are a problem. Because this group considered themselves to have an exclusive relationship with Jesus which meant that they had no need of any other kind of church leadership. They rejected Paul, and they rejected Apollos, and they rejected Cephas because they and Jesus were just like this. If you've been around church for any period of time, you've seen these people. They got a special relationship with Jesus. Now, the problem with that kind of an attitude is... It's contrary to Scripture. I don't need anyone else. I don't need any church leaders. I don't need any apostles. I don't need any pastors. I don't need any teachers. It's contrary to Scripture. Ephesians 4 says, It was He, that is Jesus, who gave some to be apostles, and some to be prophets, and some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. See, the problem with that fourth team was, it was arrogance. I have a special relationship with Jesus. I don't need anyone to teach me or lead me. I've got a special connection with Jesus. The fact is that we all need each other. And that is the way God designed it to be. Now, we have some wonderful leaders here at the church. We've got pastors and elders and and deacons, and all of them deserve respect. And you may have your preferences, and that's fine. But let's never allow that to become a point of division. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. So Paul begins his message to the church at Corinth by asking the congregation to grow in unity and in maturity. And that is our goal here at Church of the Highlands. Let's pray. Lord, we are forever thankful for all that you have done and that you continue to do. That you created us, that you redeemed us from our sin and destruction. That you have adopted us as your very own children. That you are preparing a place for us because you want to be with us for all eternity. We thank you, Lord, that you desire such relationship with us. We thank you, Lord, that you are so patient with us. For each and every one of us stumble and fall each day. Even when we are not faithful to you, you are faithful to us. And we are thankful. Lord, as we go forth from this place, we ask you to guide us and direct us so that people might see you in us and be attracted to you. May you be lifted up in our daily lives.
0: We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Well, friend, you've been listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. To learn more about this ministry or Church of the Highlands, we invite you to visit our website, highlands.us. You can take advantage of a lot of resource material that we have housed there, as well as past sermons by Pastor Leighton and guest preachers at Church of the Highlands. Again, that's highlands.us. And then tomorrow, we continue our journey through 1 Corinthians, a very poignant, straightforward letter desperately needed for today's times. With Pastor Leighton Sheely, this has been Study Verse by Verse. Until tomorrow, God bless.